This is Pink Media. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Short Score. I'm Brian. And I'm Anthony. And today, we're talking about the Wachowski Brothers' 2005 film, V for Vendetta. Let's get into it. So on the top, as we've uh, been doing lately, let's kind of just talk about our brief impressions of the movie. Um, I think we're going to feel the same about this one, but let's hear what you thought about the movie just kind of overall. So I will start by saying that I had never seen this before. Um, This was my first time like doing research for this pod was the first time I had seen this movie. I'd always heard about it Mm -hmm. uh, and heard the the reference, the the 5th of November thing. Um, but I like, I just didn't know anything about it. And I, I thought it was very good. I thought it was really well done. And um, I was intrigued. There were a couple of like laugh out loud moments for me that I just really liked um, in this somewhat serious drama dystopian future. Um, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I should note this was uh, I'm a little biased because this was my pick for Gene picks action month, but I picked it, you know, it's not like a traditional action movie in the sense that it's not like a Michael Bay, let's say that. Um, it has more of kind of a, an undercurrent to it that's dark and it, kinda, and it has this idea. And I didn't realize how true to the time this movie was until I rewatched it to record Gene Picks. Like it is insanely accurate with the time with the virus and you know um there's a political element to it that i think is very is very uh real right now well it was i should say um but i i i love this movie that's why i picked it my impression of the movie is obviously that i love it um so it's it's really good and and luckily the music in this movie was was really good so i i agree yeah i think um the way uh, Marianelli, uh, the composer of this, the way he kind of weaved some some known elements, we'll say, in with his own music, I, it was just super well done. Yeah, so let's talk about Marianelli. He, I would guess, is Italian, just based on his last name. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic guess, actually. <laughs> um, you know, most people think you know Russian. Um, no, I know, no, right? way off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, he's from he's from Pisa, Italy. Uh, Pisa, Italy. Um, yeah. Like Leaning Tower, maybe. Like, have oh, you yeah. ever been? I have never been. I would love to go to Italy. I know you have, yeah. obviously. Your I, I've never, I've never been to Pisa. I've never seen the Leaning Tower. Although I, I go to Italy yearly um, oh. as a dual citizen, but uh, never been there. So, absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, no, he's uh, he's known for um, quite a few. Um, I'd say they're like darker films, and and mainly through his collaboration with um, with director Joe Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's known. So, um, uh, have you seen Atonement? I have. I absolutely. I actually know the music well from that because I listen to it sometimes. So I know that music. It's on your playlist, right? Like, it is. It's on my study playlist, which is now my work a, playlist. It's a work playlist, right? I, I can't absolutely. do that. I can't do the whole like music wor- music going while I'm trying to work. I, I just I need total silence for concentration. Well, there you go. I can only do it if there's right. no words. I can't have words. That's my, uh, that's my interesting. Thing. Yeah, I can't do it at all. So anyway, Atonement won uh, Best Original Score, and uh, it won the Oscar and the Golden Globe. So wow, yeah, um, making splashes. Uh, he did Pride and Prejudice. Have you seen that one? 
I also have seen Pride and Prejudice. And just to uh, make a connection to what we just did, Bridget Jones' Diary is loosely based on Pride and Prejudice. It's just a modern I did not movie, know that. Which we just recorded for Gene, Gene Picks coming out Friday. So there you oh, go. Oh, all right. Well, there we go. Yeah. I've never seen Bridget Jones' Diary, so. I had not before today. So. Okay. There you go. Right, well, yeah. checking boxes. I yeah. love it. It's good. Um, so anyway, Pride and Prejudice, uh, it didn't win anything, but it was nominated for the Best Original Score Oscar. Yeah. Um, so he and then the, the um, couple of last big ones. So um, we'll just go through these right, real quick. Uh, so Anna Karenina. Karenina. Yeah. Anna Karenina with Dustin Hoffman. That was nominated for uh, Best Original Score uh, yeah. Oscar and uh, Golden Globe. He did Darkest Hour about um, Churchill. Absolutely. Um, I love that movie. I thought Me it was too. so good. Yes. Very um, good. And then uh, The Soloist with Jamie Foxx, um, which is a, about a cellist with schizophrenia. Um, yes. So that uh, surprisingly, no, um, no nominations whatsoever. Um, which is interesting because yeah. it's a movie quite literally about music, you know, right when it comes. I mean, really, it's, it's about the character, but like it has a, a very strong musical element. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, it's on my oh, list. Come on, you gotta. It's really good. I've heard it's like one of Jamie Foxx's best best roles. So. I would agree. I would say that's probably his best, in my opinion. So I think oh, you should watch. Interesting. It. Uh, yeah, that's this weekend. I'm gonna knock yeah, it out. Take some time. Um, just a couple of uh, of other smaller. I've, at least I thought smaller. Um, didn't weren't nominated for it. So he did Brothers Grimm. He did Eat, Pray, Love. Julia Roberts, baby. Like, let's Absolutely. do it. Um, he did Bumblebee, the latest Transformer movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Michael Bay shoot him up yeah, action movies, right? Yeah, you know. And then his most recent one was the uh, the latest iteration of Pinocchio, which was just re- released this past December. So, which I had no idea that was even a thing. I have. I didn't either. Is it like a Disney Plus thing? Maybe. I, maybe. It's no, Disney. I don't. So, I mean, the actual story of Pinocchio is not a Disney. Well, yeah. Look, right thing i think so i think it's not associated i could be wrong i i literally know nothing about that i don't know yeah. if literally that was the correct use of literary but um so in in my research i just found a really interesting quote about uh marianelli's music that i i wanted mm-hmm. to share so he talks about um you know he likes things that are not excessively elaborate or intelligible um, and the direct quote is, you know, like where ingredients like harmony or orchestration can be identified effortlessly, effortlessly. Yeah. Um, also in a melodic imagination, I think there is a lot of Italian influence. And again, I discern a certain Mediterranean approach to simplicity. I think you hear that in this score. Absolutely. It makes sense. Things are like very purposeful and they're not overdone. I think that's a big problem with a lot of uh, film scoring is, is over orchestration and overuse of, especially when you start to bring in um, electronic elements. That's where things tend to, for me, sometimes get a little overpowering in terms of the orchestration. And I love the idea of just kind of like a simple orchestration, especially when, as he is in this film, he's working with classic pieces like the 1812 Overture. You know, they kind of have that that you know elegance as well so i think you have to be equally as elegant yeah absolutely agree agree so yeah. let's get into the movie um did you have any favorite scenes i mean come on they're all so good <laughs> um uh i think i have to remember what i said during the gene picks recording of this one but i'm pretty sure i mean one of my favorite uh i like the bookends i like the beginning when uh 
there's the explosion in the end. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Those are exciting scenes. The music is really good in those scenes. It works out very well. Um, so I guess that would be kind of my like favorite scene in the movie. But at mm-hmm. the same time, there's so many good just like ambiances throughout the movie. I like mm-hmm. uh, the feeling of his home, like because they play some fun music in there, and it's more that's more vocal music, but um, it's a it's a just a cool feeling and cool space. And then mm-hmm. it's really juxtaposed when anytime he goes out, and I think that scoring matches that because it's a kind of different feel when he's home versus when he's being a uh, revolutionary, shall we say? Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Uh, for me, it was the dominoes scene. Uh, that oh, is easily yeah. like, the, I thought the, the I mean, the scene just in it of itself is so good. But then when you juxtapose the music that was chosen for it as well. Absolutely. Um, really, really well. And then when Evie, um, uh, she goes up onto the roof is another scene. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, the music's yeah. playing and it's just, I, th- I just thought the whole thing. Um, was really really well done. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the opening. Um, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned eighteen twelve overture. What do you know about eighteen twelve overture? Not as much as I should for someone who took music history. <laughs> I would say I don't think this was covered in music history a lot. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean Tchaikovsky was, but um, yeah. I don't know that that um this particular piece was this is I, I mean this would actually be played more on like what we would i'm using air quotes here like a pops concert yeah absolutely. Um, and not necessarily like on um a, a classical series uh concert that'd be more like his his symphonies and things like that um mm-hmm. um but no so uh it's weaved all throughout and it's a rec- recurring theme so it the actual title of this is uh, the year 1812 solemn overture um, like I said, it's it's written by Tchaikovsky. It's in the key of E flat, which is associated with like the heroic key. Um, so that's why like Beethoven's Third Symphony um, is in the key of E flat. It's the heroic, heroica, um, oh. and heroic, right? Um, so all of that is like a thing, um, and so kind of pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I mean, it it celebrates. Um, it, you, there was a church that was being built um, and um, and it kind of like celebrated that, that whole thing. We even hear like church bells ringing within it. We hear um, brass fanfares, cannon fire. Um, it was originally the church was being built for um, the anniversary of a revolution. And oh, wow. then the, so it was, all, it was all kind of so like it all kind of plays in together. It's like really interesting. Right. So um, and plays kind of v- into this movie too right in terms of exactly right like e, e, v is bringing about a revolution and this piece is is like the perfect uh partner for that so absolutely um, very cool. super super cool um one of the things that i really liked about the um the music on this movie was the way that he weaves um this uh you know 1812 overture in and out very subtly um, but there was a couple of really clever things that times that he did it that I just, I actually, those were some of my laugh out loud moments, my, my, um, my grin moments. So, yeah. Yeah. He kind um, of deconstructs the piece and like puts it into the score, which is, is very cool. Like, and, and again, I think you really have to be listening and know the piece to find that, which makes sense because you know, the piece and you were listening specifically for it. Um, and I noticed it, I noticed it some, you know, throughout the movie, but I, I'm going to guess that you probably noticed a little more just cause I, I was listening to the score, but I'm just so enthralled by the damn movie that I just get so <laughs> sucked into the movie. So, I mean, makes sense, but 
Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not just 1812 Overture he weaves in and out. So he actually uses a bit of uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, too, um, in C oh, wow. minor. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple of a couple of spots that I noticed that the the one that um, that comes to mind the most is when uh, when V goes to Creedy. Yeah. Um, it's part of Beethoven. It's just not the famous, you know, dun 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 dun. It's not that, but it's mm-hmm. some of the other uh, more subtle music uh, in that. And that is another really interesting tie-in because um, it's uh, the opening motive that I just sang is actually widely considered to be fate knocking on the door like it's a it's the fate theme um and so i thought you know like he's having to go to creedy dealing um you know and we have creedy dealing with the consequences of his action and Ah. all of the fate coming together so i thought it was a really smart and interesting use of beethoven's fifth symphony absolutely how clever i mean geez how clever that's just so so smart. People are so smart. <laughs> I know. I, I I hope I hope one day to be that smart. I know. Can you? Um, imagine? I don't think it's ever going to happen. But yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. One can hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then you you hinted at there are a couple of um, of uh, popular tunes that he uses in this as well. Um, the oh. most notable, I think, is probably well. There's a couple. I mean, he uses "Girl from Ipanema" yeah. um, in the house. That's one. I believe that's when Evie wakes up. Um, that's mm-hmm. playing in the background. Um, and then when she walks into kind of like the, we'll say the, um, like the living room area, um, yeah. or the family room area, um, he's got the jukebox and it's playing Crimea river, mm-hmm. um, which is by Julie. It's being performed by Julie London. And this is probably the, like the most famous, um, this is the most famous version of that song. Sure. Um, and it, it, like, it's so iconic that it, that actual recording was inducted to the Grammy hall of fame. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is uh, quite literally iconic. I mean, it, it's <laughs> right. The definition iconic. of yeah, iconic. Really. Yes. Quite really iconic, <laughs> but also quick aside when V's home and kind of the whole EV and V interaction there. Do you get like a Phantom of the Opera vibe where it's like the Phantom's dungeon kind of thing? It seems the same to me where she kind of wakes up and she's down there and that's like the whole thing. That I just, I really took me to that area. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah not um, musically I, speaking, I mean like just the visual of it. Of course. Yeah. I, I don't know that I put that, I don't know that I put that together um, oh, like well. while I was watching the movie. Um, but I, I can t- see why you, why you feel that. Right? Yeah. I was like, Christine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but yeah. Random aside, <laughs> for sure. Christine. Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen, so that's actually the musical I've seen the most. I've seen it three times and I love it. It's yeah. very good. It's a classic. Yeah. V good. But anyway, let's talk anyway, about, yeah. Going the, back. The, yeah. The roof scene. The roof scene was really important. I think for the movie, for the character, but also for the scoring. Um, I think that was like really well done in terms of scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the the orchestration I thought yeah. was really well done there. Um, I think it goes back to to Marinelli's idea of simplicity. Um, it wasn't anything more than we needed, but it was just the right amount. Like we're definitely like uh, we're not you know we're not Papa Bear here. We're not you know, like we're in the Goldilocks zone, right? You know, like Absolutely. it's just right. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was up, uplifting, transformational. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of Evie's like rebirth, right? That's when she kind of um, basically like evolved into the person that she would be for the for the remainder of the movie. Yeah, a revolutionary herself. So yeah, yeah I, I, lo- I think that scene was so good. I just like that scene so much. But 
Um, I agree. The scoring wasn't, it wasn't too much. Like he still kind of kept the, the instrumental variety pretty okay. low. I mean, it wasn't like everything playing at once, this huge thing. Yeah. It was just, it was what it needed to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, again, I think it all goes back to that. He, it's funny in some of the articles that I read um, that uh, Marinelli actually talks a lot about food um, and he equates like writing music to food and how you need like a, the right balance of certain elements and um, to get, you know, that perfect dish. So I, how, I, I think all of that equates. Yeah. How very Italian of him. <laughs> I mean, I everything's food for us, right? I know. Absolutely. And then, oh. um, you know, we mentioned the domino scene. We can talk about yeah. it again just quickly, just because, come on, what a, what a well done scene from a cinematography perspective, but also oh, yeah. just like, the whole everything together is just really cool there. Like it's just a cool, cool scene. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the, you're getting the visual plus the odd, like the, uh, the aural, I guess we would say, um, uh, all experience all at once. And it's, it's just the right bend. I think this goes to, um, the, you know, the fact that Marinelli works very closely with directors. Um, and so, you know, it, it really, brings about the right feeling so yeah it's good yeah, i agree um, there's i don't know that there's much much you can say to describe that scene except you just have to go see it yeah it's very cumulative is the only word i could think of but it's still just like oh so good and i, I my brother actually found a, a gif of that and like put it on gif gif yeah a gif of that and put it on twitter and i was so excited that there's a gif of it i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna use this all the time <laughs> of course there is yeah this is uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, um, and then I don't know about you, but for me, like the the scene where all of the V's go to take over the building. Oh yeah, I like lost it. Like I was laughing out loud. Everything was perfect. Yeah, I had like butterflies in my stomach. I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, "This is insane!" Like it's so funny and so exciting. And yeah, you're right. There there is a funny element to it, and I don't know why. It kind of makes you laugh because it's just like so absurd and just so just like whatever you have to laugh at it i think it it kind of you know for a modern day equivalent like it kind of gives me you know uh uh wall street bets uh bumping up uh you know taking down the hedge funds like oh yeah it gives me it gives me like all of those same feels right you know like like we're tired of this we're taking back our damn country um is you know is what they did and they, they they took down the government Really uh, but did. yeah, I was le- legit smiling. But again, it was nothing complicated. It was just beautiful music Agreed. and perfectly simple. Um, and then, of course, we end with the 1812 Overture again. Cannons okay. ablaze. Uh, yes. And just, again, you know, so good. It's all so good. I mean, really, yeah. I, there wasn't a single element of this score where I was like, oh, I would have done that differently. Um, I think that the whole scoring throughout the entire movie was just well done. You know, it, it was just it it served a very good purpose and it was an actual part of the film as opposed to kind of like a secondary thought. Yeah, I like my my favorite soundtracks are where, where you almost don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're specifically looking like it just adds just the right amount yeah. that you need to make the movie better, but yeah. never detracts from it. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of music um, that um, it it's just, it's heavy handed 
and it's over the top and it's not necessary and it actually detracts from the overall movie. Absolutely. Where this is just so integral that you don't, you know, it's just a part of it. It's not like its own separate thing. And I, lo- I love that. I love it. All right. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I think that's it for V for Vendetta. That was a pretty easy one. Yeah. I mean, it was great. There's nothing else to say about it. It was just great. So, I mean, I'm glad we did this one because it's just good music. So uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Gene Picks wherever you listen. And we'll see you next week. Later, y'all. This is Pink Media. Pink Media.